podcast is sponsored by Damer Ingredients, who provide best-in-class functional ingredients such as starches, proteins, fibres and gums, to name but a few, into food manufacturers across the UK and Ireland. I've worked with Damer on various projects for my own brand and with my clients, and what I love about working with them is their in-depth technical knowledge and their ability to apply that to the specific products that you're actually working on. So they become an extension to your own development team, supporting them with their knowledge from concept through to launch. To find out more, visit www.dama.com. Welcome to the O for Food's Sake podcast, where we unwrap the joys and struggles of working in the food industry so you can thrive in what you do best while sustaining a rewarding and fulfilling career or business. We are your hosts. Lucy Wager, food industry consultant, and Amy Wilkinson, food industry coach. We've worked in the food industry for the last 20 years, and we're here to share with you the benefit of our hindsight. Our podcast is for you to find new ways to cope with the daily struggles, but mostly to inspire you to work on what's not working to ultimately improve your career or business long term. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of O for Food's Sake. Today, we are going to be talking about how to build trust in your team. So we have got a really good resource to share with you at the end of this episode. And Amy is definitely better place to talk about this. What we're going to talk about is quite complex. It's simple, Mm. but it's going to make you think about trust in quite a new way, I think. That's how I felt anyway. It's a really interesting way of looking at it. Yeah. I'm going to have to like pull you up, Lucy. You always do this. Amy's going to be the expert on it and like just give yourself some credit as well. Like you know about this stuff too. And, um, you know, well, we'll come on to talking about that. We'll fill your marble jar up a little bit. But anyway, right. So I am in the middle of doing a course that is anybody that is into personal development and that sort of stuff will have heard of Brené Brown. And she's like one of my gurus and I'm doing her dare to lead course at the moment. And we have learned about this trust thing within that. So I'm going to be talking about her framework, talk like probably doing her a total disservice in, in relaying some of this information, but it's really hit home for me and really made me think about a lot of the teams that I work with in the food industry. And we talk about trust quite a bit, don't we, Lucy? Because there's that whole, the cross-functional working, all of that sort of stuff. Like you need, we're always like, oh, you've got to build trust. And when we did the episode on five dysfunctions of teams, we were like, you know, the most important thing, the bottom of the pyramid is trust. And we kind of, it's another one of those words that gets bandied about. Yeah, it's a bit of a sweeping statement, isn't it? It's like, what does it, but what does it actually mean? Yeah. And what does it actually ma- mean to build trust? Yeah. And what Brené does really well is break it down and operationalize it. Yeah. And she loves She's, a good acronym. Yes. Yeah. So, we, so the acronym we'll come to in a little bit, but what I want to start by talking about one of the definitions that she shares um, which is actually won by Charles Feltman. Mm. So he's got a book called The Thin Book of Trust, an essential primer for building trust at work. And his definition of trust is choosing to risk making something you value vulnerable to another person's actions. So if you think about that. Say it again. You, yeah. 
choosing to risk making something you value vulnerable to other another person's actions. So, for instance, you need to like, we always go back to like MPD and stuff like that, but you need some something that is vulnerable to you and that you value is your product launch. And you are going to have to trust other people and other people's actions to make that happen. There needs to be a level of trust in there. Mm. So it's the, the the launch is the thing that you you value and you're making it vulnerable by chase, trusting someone else. And this is where like I see quite a lot of the time where trust can break down and people stop delegating because they value that thing so much that they don't want to risk it not being done right. And therefore they don't trust their team to do it. So that's the that's his definition of trust. And then to flip it on its head, his dif- his definition of distrust is what is important to me is not safe with this person in this situation. So if you think about, if you really don't trust, say somebody's like a total gossip and you therefore you're like, I am never going to tell them any of my secrets because I know it's not safe with that person. That's distrust. And we kind of know how that feels, don't we? And it's almost mm. that same feeling at work of um, there's literally no point in me having this conversation with this person because they're not going to do what they say they're going to do. Yeah, that's that's the the distrust thing. And I think when we talk about trust, we think of it as like this big thing and there's big actions that you need to take to be able to build trust or to trust somebody else. like. They saved me from, they pushed me aside and I didn't get run over by a car. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So really big things like that or, yeah, at work it might be like feel like it's, you know, they've got to do everything in their power to do X. And that isn't how trust is built. And when Brené t- talks about it all and all she did loads of, loads of research, this is why I love Brené. She does shed loads of research and mm. then she summar- summarises mm. it and then like it's just so much easier to understand but what was proven in the research was trust is built by tiny tiny little actions all the time and she tells a story um and she calls it the the marble jar the marble jar analogy and i won't go into like tell the story in lots of depth because i won't do it as well as brené does it but she talks about how her daughter comes home from school and is like Mum, all the kids were making fun of me to get to today at school. I am never going to trust them again. I'm never going to trust them with any information because they've gone and told people what I told them. And she's just like, yeah, like in her head, she's thinking, yeah, too right. You never trust anybody again. But actually, she knows that's not the right approach. And her daughter says to her, you know, it was so bad. The teacher was taking marbles out of the marble jar. And the marble jar is something that they had at the school, which was they would fill it up every time people, the class made good decisions together. Once the marble jar was full, they'd get a treat. And whatever had happened was so bad that the teacher had had to take marbles out of the jar. So she uses that analogy with her daughter to, to talk about trust. So the, the people that you can trust are the people that fill that jar with marbles. So those little events, those little things that we're talking about are the things that help to build trust. 
So and it little be, marbles filling your jar. It, it, they're little things that have like a big impact on you, like a big yeah. personal impact. That me, so it can be a small thing. So the example that Brenna uses is um, her daughter. Um, her daughter's friend points out that her granny and grandpa are in the audience of the stadium, whatever, at their baseball match, and that like really meant something to to her daughter. So it's like a small thing, but it's has a deep meaning. Yeah, because if you go back to that, the analogy, the definitions of the trust and and distrust, actually choosing to make something you value vulnerable. So actually by people doing things around the things that you value that matter to you, then they start to fill your marble jar. And her, the Brené Brown quote is, trust is built one marble at a time. And this is all like great and lovely. And it's like, yeah, okay. So, but, but what does that actually mean? What actually helps you to build trust with other people or to trust other people more? And this is where she loves the acronym. Is that what it's called? An acronym? An acronym. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. It's, it's well, not. do you know, the only reason I know this is because this is part of my daughter's homework this week. Okay. I can't Go remember on. what it's called, it, but it's not an acronym. I, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> oh, it's so professional. I love um, it. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, it's really annoying. Yeah. But it's basically anyway, where you write, it's where you write the word <laughs> down the side of a page and then it's like B is for boundaries, <laughs> R is for... Oh, how funny. Anyway, right. So it is whatever you call it, it's it's braving. So, and this is, so I'll go through each one of them. Let's just talk about each one. This is the marbles, right? So this is how you operationalize or, you know, make trust happen. Um, and as a team, you might want to talk to each other about how you can do these things. So the first one, so the B of braving is boundaries. So setting boundaries so it's clear what is okay and what isn't okay and why. So that might be it's okay for you to have a different opinion in a meeting, but it's it's not okay for you to name call as a result or to slam your hands on the table. So it's just being really clear with people about what behaviours are are and aren't acceptable around one another. Um, the next one, so the R, is reliability. So this is doing what you say you will do. So don't, so, so don't overpromise. Don't say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get that to you by the end of the day, and then don't do it. So don't be overpromising. Deliver what you say you will on time. And this starts to build trust up. So this is what I see all the time where trust yeah. can break and, down. And this is, that's it, isn't it? This is about consistency as well yeah. with this. Yeah. It's, it's a, a pattern of behavior is, yeah. is, is the key here. Yeah, because you know what you're going to get from that person. So rather than saying something, then like overpromising, under delivering, just saying, you know, just being really reliable in what you say. And that's a two-way thing, you know. Um, the next one is accountability. So the A of braving is accountability. So this is about owning your mistakes, apologizing and making amends. So none of this blame culture, none of this like backstabbing and, but I did it because of this. Like you just make a mistake, you hold your hands up and you say, I made a mistake. But I also think in business and an MPD setting, 
it, it, this the point here is also to make sure that everybody knows what they are accountable for mm. because that can sometimes not be very clear yeah and that that can cause and and going back to the reliability one as well which i think you're probably going to say is a consequence of how we have to work sometimes in mpd can make it seem like we're not being reliable and so understanding what these important parts of trust are then makes you understand how important it it, it is probably to have the right systems in in place and the right communications in place to make sure that you're actually giving people in the team half a chance to be able to build trust. Yeah. So there's something there about being clear on who's accountable for what, but having the right systems there so that you can reliably deliver what you say you can deliver. Yeah. Because the other thing is that it's that that reliability piece is about it is about managing expectations as well. So if you think you're in a meeting and somebody's asked you to do something, if you are upfront and say, I'm going to try and get it to you by X, Y, and Z date, but these are the things that might go wrong, then, you know, it's, if you think about the trust bit, rather than just saying, yep, I'll do what I can. I'm not sure if I can get it done, but I'll do what I can. In that reliability bit, if you, if you're not, by not over-promising is by, is being, is telling the truth. I'm like stumbling over my words and yeah. I'm basically like, don't bullshit. Like, yeah. That's- and <laughs> I think that's a really good point. And there's also something about being strong enough to stick to the truth. So even yeah. when somebody's trying to push you into saying, oh, well, actually it can be, you know, it, it say something. I've got a live example where somebody, I know somebody wants me to say something because it will make them feel better. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that I can't promise something won't change. So it's to do with um, product, a kitchen stage product, and they want me to to make, to to confirm some things for them that mm-hmm. I can't confirm until you've gone to factory trial because some things you just can't. Things have to yeah. be validated at factory trial stage. Yeah. So... I can tell that this person is wanting me to make them feel better by saying, yeah, everything's going to be absolutely fine. Nothing's going to change. But I haven't done that. I just keep repeating the same thing. This is the information that I can give you at the moment. And this is the best information until we go to the next stage. Yeah. Now, it would be easier in a way for me to say, oh, yeah, yeah, this is it. Set in stone. Yeah. So that one, actually, I think is flipping down to, we'll, f- we'll come back to it in a minute. Uh, yeah, that's true. So we're doing it yeah. in order, but I think that one's around integrity. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm pausing because I'm like, should I go to integrity now? But no, I'll, go, I'll, I'll keep going down the list because otherwise it's going to get really confusing, <laughs> isn't it? Oh it's going to work. Acronym, or the acronym that isn't is an acronym. acronym. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... We talked about accountability. So we've talked about boundaries. We've talked about reliability. We've talked about accountability. The next one is vault. So this is about don't share things that are your aren't yours to share and keep confidences. So this is not bitching and backbiting, um, but also not oversharing information. So, you know, for instance, for me, I work with a lot of competitors, obviously from a confidentiality point of view, 
I have confidentiality agreements in place, but also there are times where I could just like go, oh yeah, I spoke to that person or whatever. Or I've heard this, you know, somebody might say something to me. I'm like, I, I know, but it isn't my information to share. So I won't share it. And I think this one is really interesting because it's a two way, it's not just about the trust is built here, not just about um, how you handle the information that somebody gives you. It's about the information you give them. So if you, if you're like, oh yeah, no, no, yeah, absolutely. That's completely confidential. I wouldn't tell anybody. And then five minutes later, you're oversharing another piece of information about somebody else. They, that person is sat there thinking, nah, like mm. she does not do what she says she's going to do. And I cannot trust her because if she's saying that about other people, what is she saying about me behind my back? Mm. So that's a real biggie. And I think I see that as a thing that breaks down quite a lot in terms of trust in teams. So there's a few teams that I work with where they they are reluctant to share any issues early on, say in the MPD process, because it gets escalated too quickly because somebody from another department goes running off and tells their boss, oh, they're thinking about doing this. Isn't it ridiculous? And it all hell breaks loose and it goes up to a senior level when it's unnecessary And actually, to start building trust, you've got to find the people that you can share that information with and go, do you know what? We're trying to do X, Y, and Z in the factory, but I I don't want it to go any further now. I don't want to set off any alarm bells. I'm just trying to understand if it's something we can do. If If you can find those people and build that trust, that's really, really helpful. But it's not, it's quite in quite toxic environments, you can find that people use information that's in that vault as like Mm. currency (laughs) against Mm. each other so you really want to try and avoid that if you can so that's vault so we've done boundaries reliability accountability vault so now we're onto the i of braving so integrity so i'll just use the brené words here choose courage over comfort and what's right over what's fast fun or easy Mm. so that's just that example that yeah. you were using, they want it would be easy for you to just go out to wing it and go, do you know what? Mm. I think it'll be fine at the factory trial. But actually you're sitting in that discomfort and and you know, sitting within your integrity and going, No, I can't give you that answer yet. Mm. And that that actually, although it can feel inc- uncomfortable for you, will mean that they will trust you. I think this goes on quite, this is a really important one Mm. in the relationship between a manufacturer and a retailer. Because it's that, it's, um, I know in the positions I've been in, the, the suppliers that have been more, have had better relationships and better success have been the ones that are not afraid to have those difficult conversations. Yeah. Um, and and it, and it this it, this is so interesting because all of these elements you cuz they they do all like build trust but on on their own they don't necessarily but this is so yeah. clever isn't it because it is so you can see, yeah Brené's just so clever the way she, everything's based <laughs> on research because like individually these items can really help build trust but on their own they can fall it can fall down but all yeah. together you can see how it builds a real strong sense of trust. Yeah, it's the marble jar. You know, it's all the little yes, pieces yes, as opposed exactly. to 
it is this the little thing. pieces. It's not one big thing that builds yeah. trust. You don't need yeah. people to go and, you know, do it isn't just about like team building and going and building a flipping tower together or whatever yeah it's these it's the everyday moments that build up in building trust so that's integrity the next one is non-judgment um and so by non-judgment that is about asking for for what you need and asking for what i need and just being okay with that and not judging one another for saying you need it so for instance, you might say, I'm really struggling right now, Amy. I've got too much going on. Um, can we, I mean, Brené would use the term circle back because it's a bit American, but like, can we come back to this later on today? I just need some time out. And it's it's with, it, it's very easy to be reactive in that moment and be like, oh, for God's sake, like, we've just got to get on with it. What is your problem? Like, and actually to withhold judgment and go, do you know what? You know yourself better than me. If you need time and space, then that is going to be better for the project. So so let's do that. So that's what we mean by non-judgment. It's not, it's all, non-judgment is always thinking about the best of people, yeah. not the worst of people. And I think you and I are very good at this, mm. aren't we, together? With like, each other, but probably oh, not with each other. Else. I mean, with each other. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, and it's something that I've not, and and the reason I know that is because it's this is quite a new thing for me. Mm. Um, and like for example, when one of us has been ill, but we need to record a podcast, mm-hmm. or we've got a meeting with someone else, you know, we we find a solution. And yeah. The reason I'm saying it is because even when you're in a situation where you've never been able to do something like that, where you've never been able to sort of look, think to yourself, it would actually be better for me not to be on that call because I'm Mm. not going to function very well. You know, it can work. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, and, and I think, you know, we've got trust. I think if I think about externally, because it's not just about other people judging you. It's about you judging yourself yes. as well. So I'm just thinking about that uh, example. So last week when I had a stomach bug mm. and I was supposed to mm. do the meat business women networking thing yeah. and I had to cancel it. And I think because I'm doing this Brené course at the minute, I'm very self-aware. You sort of just, when you're doing this self-development work, it's like it makes you hyper-aware. So I came to the conclusion quite quickly that, I needed to cancel. I mean, I couldn't have done it from the toilet. So like, it was like, there wasn't much of a choice. But there's that battle, isn't there? There's a judgment battle that was going on in my own yeah, head, which yeah. was, um, you know, what are they going to think of me? Oh my God, I'm letting people down, all of that. And actually just self-trust in, le- in just letting go of that and going, do you know what? And, abs- and everybody that I had to cancel that day and the next day were absolutely fine. It all got rearranged. And coming back to the one before that, that integrity, it all links together, doesn't it? It's like yeah, a, it does. Other people aren't going to judge you for being ill, and actually, you've got more integrity for doing that. I mean, I thought it was yeah. a good idea that I didn't go and give my stomach back to <laughs> lots of people that worked yeah. in the food factory. <laughs> yeah. <for instance>. yeah. <laughs> um, and then the last one is generosity, which 
again, links that non-judgment in that it's I generously interpret the words and actions of others. So it's that best of intentions thing. Just assume the best in other people as opposed to assuming the worst. So, uh, you know, one of our, our examples of other departments feeling, you know, our our default feeling can be, um, oh, they're just going to be, they're just being difficult for being the sake of difficult. And actually, if you start to reframe that and say, I can see that they're resisting what we're asking for, what might be going on for them? This, you know, there must be something there must be a reason, you know, having that empathy and, and thinking yeah. generously rather than everything feeling like a battle can help with that mm. trust building. So all of these um, are kind of like a two-way thing, but they're, they're things that you can sort of operationalize by talking about them and talking about the behaviors that you want to, to, to have within your team. So I'll recap them. Boundaries. So setting boundaries on what's clear and what's okay. Reliability, doing what you say you'll do. Accountability, owning what you said you're going to do and owning your mistakes. Vault, don't share things that aren't yours to share. Integrity, choose courage over comfort and what's right over what's easy. Non-judgment, ask for what you need and um, what others need without judgment and generosity, always interpret um, other people's words with the best of intentions. So that is the braving analogy. And the way it can be used within teams um, is to, you know, to talk about that and actually we'll share the video. She, there's a video of it, um, of her talking about that marble jar analogy and stuff and, and all of the details. There's loads of um, uh, podcasts that she's been on about this as well. But on her website as well, there is something called the Braving Inventory. So it's got the list, that list that I've just talked about. But what you can do and what I'd love you to do as a listener is to go away and think about those things, so the, the all of those things on that list, acronym, whatever you call it. <laughs> Trying um, to Google it, but <laughs> maybe it is. What what is no, what it's does not say an acronym is it? No, I know what an acronym is. An acronym is like BMW, which I can't remember what that stands for, but it's like <laughs> or think of an acronym. Um, GE. GE is General Electric. No, it's not. It's called something else. Anyway, no. whatever, whatever. <laughs> Action for us from this podcast is to go away and work out what that's called, but we ain't editing it out because it's, we're just, oh, here we are. Uh, is to go away, look at that braving inventory and think about what you are good at doing and what you're not so good at doing. So what your strengths are in terms of your own building of trust um, and what you're not so good at. And then just think about your team as well and what behaviours in your team are supporting those that building of trust. Um, and as ever, I can do a workshop on it for your team if you need to. Um, I've been doing um, some workshops on these since I, I started doing this course. And I love this sort of stuff because it, it really helps to get teams performing better together if you can just have those difficult conversations and work out how you're going to work better together. I think Lucy's found it on Google. It's an acrostic. 
Oh, flipping heck, I didn't even know that. I've never heard of that. I didn't know it until I had this <laughs> homework for Bella. <laughs> <laughs> An acrostic. Okay. So go and have a look at the acrostic <laughs> braving and um, have a look at what, yeah, what you're good at, what you're not so good at, and where your team could start to operationalize those behaviors a little bit more. Because that's all, you know, we talk about trust and how important it is, but actually how do you start to do it? Um, you could even get your team to listen to this podcast and then have a sort of discussion about it. So mm. I hope you found that useful. And hopefully you've learned more than just the, what the word acrostic means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and every, as, day, every day's a school day. Yeah, and as always... Join us in our Facebook community and follow us on Instagram, etc., etc. And we will see you next time. See you next time. Thank you for joining us today. And we hope that this has been useful to you. As ever, we would love it if you could rate and review the podcast on your podcast app. It really does help us reach and support more foodies out there. We'd also love it if you'd come and join us in the Facebook group, the Over Food Sake Community. And if you want to get in touch with us personally, Lucy is available for consultancy advice and training and can be found on LinkedIn as Lucy Wager. And if you want to reach out to Amy for any one-to-one coaching, group facilitation or training, then contact her on LinkedIn at Amy Wilkinson Coach. Thanks for listening and see you next time. See you next time. podcast is sponsored by Damer Ingredients, who provide best-in-class functional ingredients such as starches, proteins, fibres and gums, to name but a few, into food manufacturers across the UK and Ireland. I've worked with Damer on various projects for my own brand and with my clients, and what I love about working with them is their in-depth technical knowledge and their ability to apply that to the specific products that you're actually working on. So they become an extension to your own development team, supporting them with their knowledge from concept through to launch. To find out more, visit www.dama.com.